Josh Tanyan, welcome back to the podcast, man. How are we getting on? I'm very good, my man. Thank you for having me back. Third time is charm. That's it. You're the only person to make. I'm pretty sure you're the only person to make two and three. So I mean, what? Ah, there we go. Good times. Here, we'll have to we'll have to make this a regular gig now as things start to scale for two of us. You know, that's it. I mean, you got knocked off your top spot last year, like so. It's about time you came back to claim it. You know, it's happy Jesus, yeah. I'll have to come back and get the number one spot again, like. We'd have to do no. something controversial. <laughs> you know, I suppose that's the last day. Now I got so much abuse for uh, everything going missing. The last 40 minutes of the podcast completely disappeared. Tech issues. Yeah. So uh, th- this time now, because we're on Zoom, it'll be a little bit more professional. We'll be able to get it sorted as opposed this to the This is the world of 2021, setup. like. Yeah, yeah, of course. Like, this is the 2021 world we're living in, like. I know. It's so actually I'm, I'm actually... Yeah, I know. It, it's mad, like. But you know what? It's something that I'm kind of getting used to as well at the same time, like. I mean... Yeah. Like, never i didn't even have zoom before the pandemic like i never used it like never used for meetings i'm always kind of like a people's person i like meeting people out having coffees and stuff you know that's how i operate like so doing it over zoom is a little different but i've adjusted quite quickly to it like it's it is a different kettle of fish but like even just the past year like i just when i think back like three weeks before like the first kind of lockdown hit i started a new job so i was in an office with people for literally three weeks that's it and now since then i've spent a year working with them completely online and so like half these mm. people like nearly walk past on the street. It's the weirdest thing. Like people you'd feel like, you know, but at the same time, almost half strangers because you've never actually seen them outside of, you know, a week or two's experience. You know, it's, this it's is different, it, like, man. It is. It's, it's uh, different. It, it's very, very different. Like, and uh, I think people are adjusting quite quickly. I know like there's a lot of mental health issues at the minute, like, but I think people are kind of adjusting to it at the same time. Once you can keep yourself busy and you're kind of working, I think the people that aren't working from home are struggling a lot more. You know, an unoccupied yeah. mind is dangerous when I've always said that. Yeah, it's, it's kind of, I don't know, I'm, I'm a bit concerned for people this time around, and even a little bit myself. I mean, like, mm. when you come out of Christmas, and Christmas was really good, and it was a nice few weeks, you know, it was good to finally see people, even if it was only for three or four days that you actually got to see them. But then suddenly you're just kind of back in your little bubble, and it's kind of like trying to occupy yourself, trying to set yourself up just to make sure that you're feeling like you're doing something, even outside of work, you know? Mm. So it's, uh, Big I time. feel like a lot more people seem to be feeling the hit this time around and i'm not sure it's just the weather or the time of year but um hopefully anyway we can give them 40 50 yeah. minutes of entertainment at the very least you know yeah something exactly. to keep the people going <laughs> this is it this is it yeah looking forward to it but i mean from your perspective like how's the year gone like the, the one thing i'd say for someone like you is like business owner so obviously it's, it's a mm. bit of a, a risky year and i suppose probably a stressful one at times Outside of that, you've had to completely shift up your whole business, pretty much shift up everything. So, I mean, mm. how did you find adapting to that? And did you find you actually had the preparations in place beforehand or was it kind of like learn quick and learn? Do you know what? Steep learning curve. When we when we yeah. went into lockdown one, um, it was kind of like, we, we like I, I think the initial thought was two, three weeks, I think, flatten the curve. That was the initial kind of gig with it. Like, so when we sign with the dog just after coming into the room <laughs> up on door bed she she sleeps near me there when i'm working but initially it was like two weeks three weeks let's flatten the curve you know so when i was in work i was like right we're gonna be closed for two or three weeks small bit of a hit nothing crazy and then it was like five months later like so like i often when i look back at 2020 i'm like if that didn't bring out the hustler in me nothing was ever gonna like so yeah. like I, I did, like I started up another business. I've actually looked, when I look back at this time last year, because I journaled a lot, like I, I remember I just had Exceed. I was just back from Las Vegas. We went to Conor McGregor fight and I just kind of started hearing about COVID and Corona and Wuhan and parts of China I'd never heard before. You know, so I was kind of like, Jesus, it's a bit unusual if things going to get any more serious. And I remember as I was looking back on my journals, I had one business, whereas now I'm going into this year with, with three, like, you know. Yeah. So for me, the pandemic, like, yes, it was tough. My mother's nursing on the front line. My dad's self-employed. I'm self-employed. It's it does hit home quite hard, but I, I'm not someone that's ever going to make excuses about it. Like I I'm, I don't ever think life is meant to be fair. Like you know, we lose loved yeah. ones as we go down the line. We lose our pets. You know, loads of stuff happening. Like life isn't meant to be fair, but I definitely think that we need to you know take a, a stronger pro- approach towards it. You know, so I, I definitely think that like yeah, it was a disaster business wise, but we done our best and we came out with a lot, a lot of positives, which I'm focusing on and building on. Like, yeah, and you you said three businesses there, so you have exceed three businesses, elite yeah. coaching, elite, elite coaching college. I can't. What's say this the third business now? <laughs> yeah, this is this is the one now that will uh, start um kind of coming to light now in the next couple of months. Like, I can't say yeah. too much now. It's 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 in a lot of kind of trial phases and stuff, but we're we're getting there. 
Exciting times, man. Exciting yeah. times. And you're branching into it Galway as well for a lead, are you? Yeah, we're branching into Galway now for elite. Like, so we're starting in mid March. Yeah, and now, so like, kind of a, what's what's the format then for people? Are they a little bit online, or is it just completely dependent on guidelines? Have them in person as much as possible. Yeah, we try. Like the the, the billion dollar question for fitness education is how do you do it online? I often yeah. I, I like to think of myself as I'm going to be the first person to crack it, but right now it's not it's not doable. Like you can't. It's like. I was on the phone to a girl today who was looking to sign up to the course and she's from a hairdressing background and she was saying, is it online? And I said, would you be able to teach someone hairdressing online? You know what I mean? Yeah. With fitness, like there's so much to it. Like there's so much to it. Like you, you kind of have to have the personal approach, especially when it's one-to-one personal training. So right now we try and do everything in-house with COVID and just post Christmas, the cases went bananas. So we're using a hybrid model. We just flip the theory to online and we keep the practicals in-house nice and safe of course like you know that's good man that's good I mean at least you're able to keep it going that's the main thing it's 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 it can be difficult you know it's again like you're you're throwing I mean hopefully this is going to be our last pandemic that we'll ever go through in our lifetime like but it, it causes problems but you have to be a lateral thinker like you have to be solutions focused like rather than focusing on problems like I see that a lot though. of people they they focus on t- like the problems a lot and more problems occur as a result of that was I'm constantly looking for solutions and yeah. overcome and adapt and change things like no definitely man and like I mean it's funny because I feel like the past year like you, you've kind of it's nearly divided the community into people who are super super focused on the negative people yeah. who are kind of just shutting down and kind of shutting everything out and staying in their own little bubble as such and then mm. you have the people who are really trying to be as positive as possible and i feel like it's mm. hard to keep that going consistently throughout the year because there's been a lot of ups and downs lots of different things going on for everyone definitely but i definitely. mean i mean it, i get asked strange. the question all the time anytime i do stories people are saying what you think of the vaccine what you think of covid and i'm like it's so hard to answer one or the other because you're literally adding an attack vector, aren't you? Because it's like it's split 50-50. You know, there's loads of terminology being thrown down. If, if you're if you're health conscious and you're worried about putting vaccines in your body, you're now an anti-vaxxer because, you know, I know anti-vaxxers are, can be way over the top of things. Like, you know, I don't yeah. particularly agree with it because, you know, you look at vaccines and the history of it. It's eradicated a lot of things that could cause us difficulties right now. You know, so like you're kind of like, split down the middle between left and right like you know it's like are you you know fearful and you know locked indoors and trying to do your best or, or you're scared or are you kind of trying to get on with things and move forward and kind of take the hit or are you vaccine or anti-vaccine it's, it's kind of like there's nothing in between or there's no kind of like middle ground where people are kind of saying right i can see your side and i can see that side i like to think i'm doing both like you know like i was saying my yeah. mother's front line you know working on a covid ward at the minute I'm seven by my dad, but I can see both sides. But what people can't seem to grasp is there's two sides to the story, like you know, which I definitely I, I think is a is an important thing that we have to remember. We have to kind of respect each other's opinions about it. But I think that's the weirdest thing, like from my perspective, like whether I was going to get the vaccine or not, or and like not not that I massively want to go into it anyway. Because look, to be honest, I feel like everyone you're nearly debating it when you're doing the yeah, shopping, of course, every everywhere exactly. in life these days. But yeah. like my perspective on it, like whatever I do for myself, that's that's my business. But like I'm I'm not going to put out if someone down the road does anything different to me. And I feel exactly. like one of the, one of the weirdest things that happened this year, which like in a year that started off with obviously like this this awful news and kind of a lot of change was people started to come together and there was a fierce community aspect. But that didn't last as long as people, I think, hoped or people had wanted to. And what you found Mm. then was no matter what people were doing, whether someone was doing something positive or negative, you know, whether it's someone wearing a mask or not wearing a mask, you have people filming it, you have people posting it online, you have this whole division of it's us versus them, no matter which side you're on. Or if you're not on a side, you're nearly pushed. Why aren't you on a side? Why aren't you picking one? And it's kind of like... I feel like we've never done this for anything else. We've never done it, you know. I know, no. I know they were smaller scale, but like you know, when swine flu hit, there wasn't this sudden us and them, or you know, when other smaller scale health risks happened. I feel like it was never the case that people were so divided. And yeah, I, I'm not sure why there's a need to be. It's, it's why it baffles. I me agree. Like I agree. Like yeah, I, I don't feel there's a need to be. Like I mean, people have always had their opinions. Like you know, what I mean, you look at politics like i mean how many parties are there how many differentiating opinions are there out there it's, it's insane like and like you're saying there it's, it's just it's almost feels like it's us versus them like yeah you know the, 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 the middle that. ground is kind of missing like which is kind of something that we need a bit more of like we do kind of need the middle ground like i i'm, I'm kind of i'm not reluctant to give my opinion about it but i genuinely am seeing both sides of it 
So I, like, I find it difficult to give my opinion on it at times. Like. Is your opinion needed as such? I mean, like your opinion is yours is and it's it? yours alone. But like, are you in a field where you're going to be administering a vaccine? Are you going to be treating people mm. who have gotten the vaccine? Like, is it the case that it's going to impact you directly, whether Tom Down Rhodes gets it or not? It's not. So for you, obviously, yeah. someone who, fair enough, does answer people's questions and does act like what I like to say, a bit of an agony aunt on Instagram, if you will, yeah. you know, <laughs> helping the people out. Um, I mean, yeah. when it comes down to it, like your opinion's your opinion, but like it's not mm. going to make or break things for people. So like people Honestly. need to, I suppose, maybe take a step back and stop taking it as in it's a serious situation, but they don't have to take everyone's opinion on it as seriously as others. You know, certain people have more weight than others. And then there's also the fact of nothing's as clear cut as, you know, what's on the news is guaranteed to be true. Same way. Not everything in the YouTube rabbit hole is true. It's uh, it's somewhere in the middle. It's a blurred zone. Mm. I'm not sure. I always, I always say like, uh, you know, illiteracy a couple of years ago was like not being able to read or write or, you know, be, grammar like have your grammar up to scratch like you know but like we kind of an app for everything nowadays you know that that can correct that for you like so being illiterate in the 21st centuries is almost like how do you differentiate from the 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 information that's coming your way how do you decide what's right or wrong i think that's kind of going to be one of the biggest things going forward for humanity is being able to kind of decide on what's right or wrong or you know that's almost going to be where the illiteracy aspect of it is going to be at so yeah. it's um you know it's funny, like it's definitely a funny time to be alive. <laughs> no, it's strange. I mean, look, even like put up the question box, you know, because like to be honest, we, we, we've gone through the businesses before. We've gone through fitness stuff before. Like I'd hate to repeat the conversation over and over for people who've probably listened to the first two episodes. So mm, we throw question boxes to see what will come in. And one of the funniest mm-hmm. ones I found, I've seen it to you before we started recording was someone threw in why you're having a vegan on the podcast when you've outwardly mm-hmm. spoken out against vegans. And it's kind of like this thing of it's the us and them again. Like personally, yeah, like, yeah. Whether, whether you were going down mm-hmm. the road now and, you know, shoving an unhealthy bag of chips into yourself or whether you were surviving on just salad, I couldn't really give a shit as long as I can have a conversation with you and you're a nice 100%, person. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't yeah, 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 exactly. Like, I, I, I think I that's the thing so nowadays people kind of like they can't you can't have an argument or a conversation with someone that gets even get slightly heated without you know expecting to fall out like i mean i've I've very good deep heated conversations with people all the time like and we're still friends after because you have to agree to disagree on certain things like like one thing I have to correct you on is that I'm not 100% vegan. Like, <laughs> sorry see, for all my vegan uh, people out there. But no, see, no, I, that, I'd be vegetarian. Yeah. Like it, it's the fact of like, that's the impression someone gets you from an Instagram. Yeah. Like yeah. In, whether it's an Instagram course, live, yeah. whether it's your profile and someone has an impression mm-hmm. he's vegan. And I suppose this is actually the area where I disagree with that whole movement. I feel like someone being plant-based and eating a certain way isn't a dogmatic approach to something. It's not mm-hmm. anything that, you know, it's it's down to your grassroots. By all means, you could have, you know, something that comes into it where the moral aspect of it does come in and that's okay too. Yeah, yeah. But like, it's the idea of this dogmatic, almost like it's religion. It, I feel like it doesn't have to go into that zone. It's kind of your own personal choices and I suppose the effect 100%. you want to have on the environment around you, on your own body. No one else is really yeah. in control of that or no one else has an investment in it. So why would it matter to me 100%. or Joe Soap down the road? It, it's a bit daft, like. It, it is like, it's, it's like... I, I try not to talk about it too much either because, you know, you always get, I don't really have the time of late to be kind of trying to educate people too much on Instagram. I, I'm kind of on it and not trying to engage in it too much at the same time. You know, it's kind of, it's so necessary for my business. I have to make an effort to do stuff on it. Like, so when it comes to even chatting about being plant-based and stuff, I kind of laid off a lot of that of late. Like I do, I do, I'm, I'm plant-based myself. A lot of my family have kind of switched. Um, but again, like you were saying, it's what works for you and like, look, a lot of my buddies aren't plant-based like we're still friends like you know what I mean? yeah it shouldn't be the main there's a good though, like of course like it, i mean there's great uh camaraderie and banter like and i always get a sagging at weddings and stuff like that like you know asking am i eating grass and stuff you know so it's it, it's a bit of crack like you know but at the end of the day once people are well and happy and and progressing through life and and they're in my circle i'm happy for them like you know what i mean that's the most important thing for me anyway I think that's it though. I, I feel like on the, on the opposite side of the scale, like people do tend to judge that side of things a lot more than anything else. And maybe it's because even if it's less so now, it is definitely against the grain of what we all would have grown up on, you know, meat, meat spuds, veg, 100%. whatever it might be. Yeah. And you know, what's funny is like, there's the aspect of the parents, the grandparents, they're always telling you, you need to eat your vegetables. But if you mm. were to tell them you're only going to eat them, then suddenly like you're, you're a crackpot. And I feel oh, like it, it's, like uh, yeah, it's a, it's a funny yeah. one where I don't think it should really matter. Like, as long as you're kind of keeping this yourself it, like, in good nick, like, does anyone really give a shit? Like? Yeah, it, it, and that's it. Like, there's a lot of people out there. Look, there's, 
there's a like I, I'm a type one diabetic since I'm 11 years of age. I've always been health conscious. I was the guy you know when I was 15 years of age on Google googling how to cure diabetes like you know that was the thing like you know so i went off in these mad spirals of and rabbit holes of you know like plant-based diets curing x y and z and i, I just got fascinated with it like so at, at some point in my life then i said you know what i'm actually going to give it a crack like and yeah. when i gave it a crack i felt unbelievably good i felt unbelievably good because you can be an unhealthy vegan you can be an unhealthy vegetarian like you can still eat processed food and, and be unhealthy like you know there's no question there but when i went raw and i was eating lots of fruits and veg i it, i did feel unbelievable i felt unbelievable there's a lot of people out there eat 100 percent carnivore diets nothing else just just i've seen studies out there of people that have type 1 diabetes their blood sugars and hba1c levels have improved by just eating meat you know what i mean so like it is each to their own like i have true trial and error which a lot of things like a golden rule of mine is like don't ever take advice off someone that hasn't done it themselves yeah so i've tried a lot of things out it just works for me and I'm, 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 and I'm sticking with it. Like I never try and push it on people. I don't ever tell people, look, it's everyone has their own belief system. Like, and like you were saying there, it's, it's passed down from the grandparents. Like, so, you know, if, if you want to change and you want a different result, you have to be willing to try something new. Like, you know? Yeah. I mean, the, the one I find weird about it is like, obviously I feel like there is health benefits to all those foods and you know what they are like for some people, whether mm. it's weight loss or whether it's like a training performance or anything else, you know, there are these marginal gains to be, had by doing that but i think what a lot of people don't realize and where you know especially like i know a lot of people in more the weight loss community who would Mm. think it's down to just that side of things and they think that by going on that you're going to have this drastic change but the curve on it is a little different compared to you know are you just cutting out all the bad shit like the processed shit the mcdonald's the the shit food that's full of horrible oils and the stuff that's probably not even half food and you're eating actual proper food or is it the case that you're you know you're actually like, making this drastic change this is it like i mean you you can still if you're looking to do weight loss and you decide tomorrow i'm gonna eat just apples until i lose two stone if you eat enough apples and you're consuming enough calories from apples you're probably not going to lose weight like you know what i'm saying so it, it's like it, it's kind of a different it, it basically is calories in versus calories out like i always say to people whether they eat meat or they eat you know plant-based diets cut out the processed stuff cut out the stuff that's made in factories that have TV adverts, like cut that stuff out of your diet and you're, you're definitely on the right track to feeling better. Like, you know, whether it's meat eating or it's plant-based, you know, cut out the rubbish, like cut out the processed stuff, cut out the stuff, the chemicals in it that you can't even pronounce the names, cut all that stuff out and you're along the right track. Like that's my view on a lot of things. Like, cause look, I coach people that are plant-based, I coach people that aren't plant-based. Like, and it's, there's no, like, I'm not refusing to do that. Like, or I'm not like, you know, beating my opinion into them. Like, you know, I, I, I'm, all, I'm a, big fan of making people feel better and i definitely think the first step in that is you know just cutting up the rubbish it, it is to be honest i mean mm. i think that is one of the benefits that the past few months has brought is the fact a lot of people are cooking more a lot of people are actually yeah. taking time at home where you know like i mean when i think of my days now i've gained two hours every day guaranteed because i have no commute like whether mm. i'm working a full day and i'm spending that time doing whatever whether it's watching netflix or it's actually sitting down and cooking a really nice meal for dinner you have this extra time to do it. And it's like, it's kind exactly. of shifted around the way everyone's approaching their daily life completely. Like suddenly everyone's able to fit in a walk. Everyone's able to fit in, mm. even if it's a home training session, something a lot more like perspective on what matters to people has completely shifted compared to kind of being in the rat race previously and just go, go, go. And, you know, shove whatever I can in. And it's, you know, it's, it's very, it's the one positive I'd say from it. Big time. I, I agree with you. Like, it's like, it's like a great reset for us all. Like when, you know, you kind of, you get a bit of extra time off and you get to kind of think things through and stuff. And like you were saying, you, you learn new skills. Like, you know, you learn how to cook, cook better food, work out at home. You know, you still get to watch Netflix, you still get to work, you know what I mean? But you get a little bit more you time, like, which I think is necessary for people. Like it's necessary for our growth. Like, you know, you do need a bit of time for yourself to work on yourself and try and make those small improvements. Like, yeah, no, I, I agree hundred percent. Um, Well, like, what about you then? So uh, like the past few months, like how's it actually been for you in terms of like you were always a guy who I know was kind of going nearly from six in the morning till 10 at night, like mm. just constantly going and very busy would obviously exceed. Now you have the second and coming up third business. So like you have mm. a lot going on, but I mean, how have you approached probably what is a little bit more downtime and what are the kind of daily non-negotiables you have in place to make sure your days are successful outside of the business aspect? Oh, routine. Like, I mean, I, I do, I can't lie and say I'm up six o'clock in the morning. Like I do, I do get a bit more of a sleep and like, which I'm making the most of, cause I don't think I'll ever get it again in my life. Like, so I, I am yeah. hitting the, 
the nine o'clock, ten o'clock some mornings, you know, and I'm making the most of it. I do go to bed quite late. That's something I'm always I just kind of get creative at night and I read and watch YouTube or try and learn something new. Like so I suppose like um a lot of it is like I'm trying to stay off the phone as much as I can in the morning. I seen Matthew McConaughey was on um he was on Joe Rogan and he said something very, very intelligent, which was make sure you check in with yourself before you check in with the world. It's the first thing I think of every morning when I, when I get out of bed, I kind of wake up and say, right, how do I feel? What did I do yesterday that wasn't good? What did I do that was good? You know, what can I improve on? You know, so little things I kind of check in myself because yeah. I do get a lot of DMs from people straight away. The minute I look at my phone, it's just work, 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 work. So I have found I have to make more time for myself personally, like, you know, because you can go down the road getting exhausted. You can go down the road getting burnt out. Like, um, so at some stages, it was nearly easier when I was in the routine of, um, getting up at six o'clock in the morning, you know, I just had this regimental routine. Likewise, it can be a little bit more difficult right now when I've got more time in my hands, you know, because you can kind of go into these phases where you've too much time on your hands. Like you've too much time to think, you know, yeah. so I, you have to, I, I think you have to be careful with that and just kind of work a little bit harder on the, the mindset and the mental health aspect of things. Like, you know, it's a challenge, like, but you know, at times like this, you need to, to work a little harder, like, you know, Definitely. So like, talk me through your, your average day. We'll, we'll call it the, the, the average normal, like I wouldn't say anything specifically fantastic, but like you get up in the morning, so it's nine, 10 o'clock. Like what are the things you're doing before you're hopping on the phone and hopping on Instagram or whatever? Like what are these things that like positively impact your life that maybe other people could take advantage of doing as well? Mm. I try and take the dog for a walk straight away. First thing, get up, have a cup of coffee or I, I drive and get a coffee. There's a nice drive through on the straight road. I get a coffee there and go into the field with the dog, leave her off, put on a podcast, something yeah. productive, like, you know, because people can get up and they can check the daily debts or check daily cases, you know, which is a lot of, like, that's detrimental for your health if you do that first thing, like, you know, how, how's your rest of your day going to improve if that's what you're looking at first thing? So I make sure I, I don't watch any news, nothing like that. I get a coffee, walk the dog, check in with myself before I check in with the world, listen to a podcast, listen to a nice bit of music. Then I come home, check my phone, I'm going to work mode. So, I could have 50 or 60 messages in the morning. Um, WhatsApp messages. I could have a lot of Instagram messages. Then I have emails. Um, so I'm doing sales for the college at the minute. So that's what my kind of work routine consists of. So I try and get all that done before two o'clock. Then I'm getting creative. Then I'm answering more WhatsApp messages. And a lot can change then as well. Like we have a big competition we're running. So all day I'm kind of working on that. Um, so like I blast out a good bit of emails, do a lot of calls. I try and read in, bet- in between. I've kind of fallen off meditating there for a while. I used to be big into meditation for a long time. I just felt like it was the only thing that made me really present. Yeah. Like I don't ever dwell on the past, you know, cause I think like, you know, obviously depression is looking back on things that happened in the past that you're kind of overthinking anxiety is looking forward to the future with kind of uncertainty or you're kind of nervous about it. Like, you know, so not that I look forward with anxiety. I look forward and I'm almost mental. I'm almost mad with my thoughts. You know, I'm so forward thinking it's, it's, it's nearly crazy, like in a positive way. But what I have to do is I have to just bring myself back to the present moment. Like, so meditation was fantastic for a long, long time. I used to meditate. It used to just make me just, you know, like you're, you're kind of checking on, on your breathing, your thoughts, you're trying to bring stillness into your mind. It's something that's very, very difficult to do but really, really stands to you. Like, you know, so when you kind of get grounded, you kind of, you think a little bit more clearly, you feel a little bit more empowered. Like, so I must try and incorporate a bit of meditation back into my routine. Um, but I, I could be going like the minute I jump off this call, what time is it? Probably half seven. Like I'm back on calls. I have another Skype call. I have another couple of WhatsApp messages, a couple of voice notes to send, make sure things are running smoothly. Um, Cause I'm running like, I've got the, the exceed page, the elite page, you know, so they all need social media content. Um, yeah like all my staff and parents are very, very good for getting back to all the emails. I have an online coach. I have um, one of the girls that works front of house, you know, covers all the reception stuff, um, any inquiries, anything people have. Um, I do a lot of that then for elite and then myself and Leon, then are working on all the branding, social media posts, all that kind of thing. Like, so it, it's a lot, like it's a lot in one day. Like, yeah. You do know, you ever um, just want to take a step out? Like just take a step out of social media. Like I know yeah. you live a lot of your life on there and it's, a, it's vital to the business. And I feel like it's probably mm. something you can't ever fully let go of, but do you ever just want to yeah. go off to some silent retreat for three days and just be a monk, do nothing else? I, 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 that's, that's a, that's a dream of mine. Like, honestly, like, 
anyone that knows me close, like you'll ask Leon, my girlfriend, any of my close friends, my family, like they will tell me, like, or they, they know, like, my plan for social media. Like, I won't be on social media in a couple of years. Like, 10 years' time, I, I'll, I'll definitely step back from it. Once I've what I need to do done, I'll be kind of stepping away from it or minimizing yeah. it. Like, you know, I do, I have to be active on it. I have to be kind of making a bit of a name for myself. I have to be pushing myself out there. It's all necessary for what I want to do in, in the grander vision, you know, but. I'm not a massive fan of it. Like I know it's the way the world is going. And when I say it, people that I'm not a big fan of it, they're like, well, yeah, you're actually quite good at it. Like, I'm like, I know, like I, I wouldn't do something half arsed, you know, but it's, it's definitely like, it's something that I think is, it's, if you use it wrong, it can be very, very detrimental to you. Like we all get kind of caught up in looking at people, you know, everyone's looking at people in Dubai and you know, we living the high life and it's, it's tough to watch like you know they're all on the beach and you're looking back at memories on your phone and you're kind of saying jesus christ will we ever see that again like you know so social media right now can be a very 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 tough thing to watch and it can put you in a quite a bad spot if you don't use it right i I, I don't look at those dubai people like like, but yeah it's 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 difficult like it's 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 hard like i think look i'm always trying to pump out the right message I'm always trying yeah. to be real. I'm always trying to be honest to people. Like, and that's the God's honest truth. Like, I, I do feel like I'm getting more true to myself on it, whether people like it or not. It's completely up to them, but I'm going to become a lot more real and a lot more true to myself on it for the, the time I'm on it. Yeah, like, did you, did you get a chance to watch that uh, documentary on Netflix about it? It was by a former Google employee. He was also yes. on Joe Rogan a few weeks yeah. back. What I yeah. found interesting about that was a lot of it, like you had to kind of cut through a lot of the crap at that documentary. There was mm. some stuff that was seemed really applicable and real. Social and dilemma, was, all, was it? Yeah, that's the one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, it, yeah. obviously there were parts of it that I thought were really beneficial, but one of the most interesting parts I found was, I'm not sure if he said it on Rogan or if he said it on the actual documentary, but it was uh, all the social media execs, so like, you know, Zuckerberg, all these guys, all the big up, like people who are big in Google and all Instagram, all of them. None of them let their kids on social media. None of them mm. let their families actually use it. Like they're all actually way more present in their lives. Very minimalist, yeah. very focused on the task at hand and very focused on living their lives in the real world. Mm. But they're almost, they're pumping the drug that is social media to everyone else where we're all focused on, look, what's this person doing during lockdown? What's this person doing with their week? It's a very mm. strange thing going on where like, it's, it's almost like if you go back to when cigarettes were a thing and I'm sure yeah, you yeah. the guys in Marlborough and they were pushing it out to pregnant women, anyone under the sun, yeah. kids and all, but like were their families doing it? Probably not like, and they knew exactly course, what they were like, giving to people. But, mm. you know. Like this is the, this is the thing about the world. Like, I mean, it goes back to the argument about like, is it the supplier's fault or is it the consumer's fault? Like, I mean, like everybody nowadays knows that like, drinking cans of coke and mcdonald's isn't good for you like if you have that every day it's not going to end up on a good result like i think everyone can agree on that but mcdonald's and coke will continue to supply us with mcdonald's and coke full of chemicals as we keep demanding it like you know so it goes back to the argument of is it the supplier's fault that they're pumping out this crap or is it our fault that we're eating it and demanding it like it's the same across all the industries it's the same with social media i mean we've let like what struck me about that documentary was they were kind of saying that there's six guys in california working on google in, a, in the kind of head office deciding what way the world is going to go in terms of what we're going to be looking at what we're watching tracking everything i mean it's it's frightening like in this <laughs> we, we've literally it's, seen it unfold though like i mean like parts of the yeah. world have genuinely imploded in the past few weeks and not that i want to go into those political issues but mm-hmm. it is crazy to see it happening where it these things were literally manipulated in this online world we all live in 100%. and like you wonder like how much of a hold is it going to take on you like one of the things which i found crazy was even like i, I spent the last few weeks one like i'm on like instagram and stuff quite often just for the podcast just for sharing out episodes talking to guests you know i suppose you have to network to a certain extent and i think that's just part mm. of it but what i find funny is the way your newsfeed works and the way things work like if you tap if you if it kind of i suppose determines that you're starting to take a step back it's when it really starts mm. pumping things towards you so like one of the things i've taken a big step away back from is facebook now like i've had facebook mm. since i'm i don't know, maybe 15 16 would have used it a lot during secondary school college and it's kind of fallen off the face of the earth a little bit the past few years but it's there it's present the profile's still there but i'd always be scrolling that news feed whether it's for news stories whether it's for videos whether it's just i'm bored and i'm sitting wherever and i stopped doing that and what i found was as they realized that I was unfollowing pages, stopping doing certain things, suddenly they started pushing me people again. The past three years, all I've seen is businesses, videos, viral videos, political mm-hmm. issues, 
And if you yeah. start to unlike all that stuff and you start to take that step back and suddenly I'm spending 10 minutes on it a day instead of three hours. And now suddenly they're like, mm. oh, maybe they want to see people. And it's what they said in that documentary of, you know, they'll push you whatever they think you want. So like suddenly all these people I haven't talked to since school are cropping up on my newsfeed. People I, I never would have considered that I even had on it. And you'd be saying, mm-hmm. okay, so they're clearly doing something in the back end to try keep me looped in. And you nearly have to keep ahead of it. This is it. Like, it's it's crazy. I mean, like, look, you look at the new, um, I, I, like I do research the Instagram algorithms because obviously when you're building brands, you have to understand what ways the flow of people consuming their their content. Like, you know, so like Instagram, yeah. no swap from likes and comments to sharing and saving videos like you know so if, if you notice i've noticed like the views on my stories have dropped significantly because people are now spending more times on the reels yeah. and they're sharing reels and they're saving reels so that's the way people are consuming their information like so it's mad that the algorithms are literally soaking up what our habits are and then dictating what way we're going like it's just it's it's phenomenal like it's crazy it's it can be so dangerous if it's in the wrong hands like and you'd really hope like that these guys that are you know the multi-billionaires of the world and kind of running these companies there uh, have some bit of good in them like you know i feel, I feel like there is this, it starts off with an essence of good but i think you're putting a lot of it in the hands of the people you know you'll put a platform there and people can do what they want it's, it's like giving a group of people a field they can do it mm-hmm. like you give them you say look this is your field this is your patch of land you do what you want with it there's a certain amount of people who are going to dro- grow drugs on that field there's a certain amount of people who are going to turn to shit yeah, yeah, of course, the land yeah. and absolutely shag mm-hmm. it. And then you, there's a certain amount of people who are going to have it flourishing and growing amazingly by the next year. And I feel mm-hmm. like it's what you do with that platform or what you do with that object is, is what's going to take hold. But I suppose because we have, you know, we're all different. There's a massive diverse community out there mm-hmm. and there's a lot of people with different viewpoints. It's very easy for you to get, I suppose, put into the rabbit hole of the wrong part of social media and once you're in there it's very hard to dig your way back out to see stuff that maybe is a bit brighter and it's why mm. particularly around people's mental health and stuff like that it's why it kind of worries me at times like this when you don't have the social interaction when you don't get to see people yeah. and you know fair enough you do have influencers in dubai going off having a great time and good for them i, I couldn't really give a shit but i'm sure there's a certain percentage of people who are getting very down on themselves because they didn't get their yeah. holiday because they are sitting at home because they could be sitting in a i don't know domestically abusive relationship at home their life yeah. is a misery and they're looking at this influencer across the world mm. love and life and it only puts you in more of a pit of despair and it's yeah. it's horrendous it is it's 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 look you're literally kind of picking and choosing what what you've access to like and you know, stuff pops up. And then again, like when you've got someone in that situation, when they're looking at someone living the high life, when everything is so low and so down, it's, it's difficult. I, I can't look, it doesn't really, it doesn't bother me too much. You know, yeah. I'm kind of too busy focused on doing my thing, but I can see how it could really, really affect people. Like I have, I don't actually follow any of the influencers that are in Dubai, but I know I, I don't in either. Dubai. <laughs> you know what I mean? the, but and that, it's a conversation. It's coming up like left, right and center, yeah. like literally on all, whether Everyone's it's like mainstream news or like people just tweeting about it. It's everywhere. Yeah, of course. Like I, like I seen recently, um, I was having a conversation with someone. They were saying, you know, that it's a disgrace. This girl was out in Dubai and she's promoting it and saying, you know, how hard it is for lockdown. And I was kind of saying, look, it's not something I would say if I was in Dubai, like discussing the difficulties of lockdown when you're sitting on a beach drinking cocktails. But on the other hand of it, if she was back in Ireland or England and her, her mental health was detrimental to her and she ended up killing herself, she probably would have been better being in Dubai. Like, So like we have to, I think, understand that there, there is a, there's a human aspect to it as well. Like we are all human beings. Yeah. If someone is in Dubai because they would have been in a very, very bad place back home here in Cork or Ireland or England, I'm glad they're in Dubai. Like, you know, it doesn't really affect me too much, but I do feel sorry for people that, you know, are watching it and kind of looking at the, the highlight reels of Instagram, you know, that's tough to watch. It is tough. Yeah. It's tough for people that are struggling. Like, I think people do definitely do get just kind of sucked into it a small bit and it, it is hard to escape, but I mean, yeah. like, it's all, like what I would say to people when it comes down to this kind of stuff is, you know, maybe you need to start taking a few hours away. Maybe you need to start setting conscious reminders to yourself. Like one, one of the things I did the other day was like, I set a reminder on my, I think it was Instagram. And say after once I've used it for 45 minutes, my day, it's going to let me know that I've used it for 45 minutes. It doesn't kick me out. It doesn't do anything. But it's a conscious effort that you realize there's days where you could hit that by nine o'clock and there's days Mm. where you hit it by 8 p.m. And, you know, the difference is like, so say the other day I was so busy. I had a massive day in work. I had a podcast after work. 
I had all this stuff going on that I didn't hit that limit until I think it was half 11 at night when I was sitting down watching TV. And it was at that point I hit it and I realized, all right, this was a very productive day. Great. Mm. But there's other days where I could have it all done and dusted before I've even started my day of work. And I've pissed away the first hour or two of my day. I could have gone for a walk. Yeah. I could have sat and meditated. I could have read 10 pages of a book. I'm a horrendously slow mm. reader, but I could have at least managed that. And instead 100%. I've kind of spent my time doing that. And I think if you want to, if you want to optimize your day and optimize the way you're spending your time, you need to identify the areas where you actually are spending your time. Cause I think everyone likes yeah. to put their head in the sand and go, I've no time for this. I've no time for that. But now suddenly when everyone has a time to cook, suddenly there's still loads of people getting Uber Eats. There's still loads of people getting takeaway. It's not like it's mm. gone away. Like this, there's days where I'll still go, oh, you know what? I'm too lazy to cook. I'm going to order something in. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. it's all mm. about kind of identifying yourself. Okay. So what are the priorities? I do have this time. What am I going to do with it? Exactly. You have to take responsibility for yourself. Like like you were saying there, you set a limit and then, you know, you get a reminder and you make a conscious effort to jump on or off, you know, but like a, a lot of the time there, you, you get people you often see in, in the gym, like, you know, I don't have time to go to the gym or look after myself, but yet they'll tell you what you're missing on Netflix. So it's like prioritizing what you need to do and taking responsibility to identify that. Like you just said there, like, you know, identifying yeah. the areas that are, you know, triggering you or making you feel bad. Like that's why, as you're saying there to start, the morning is very, very important to get things right. Check in with yourself before you check in with the world. I walk the dog, do a podcast, do something that makes me learn something new before I ever check in with anybody else. It's kind of yeah. me time. And I need a bit of me time during the middle of the day as well just to be super productive, like, and super, feel super good, like, you know? I think it is vital though. And I feel like, like from your perspective, what are the stuff you do? So say like, what are the podcasts you listen to? What are the books you've read in the past few months that have made an impact on you? Like things that, you know, hopefully after people have listened to this podcast, they're going to sit back and go, okay, what am I going to do this week? One change I'm going to make that's going to improve things. And it's, it's all about small changes going forward. It doesn't have to be a big, massive overhaul of your life here. If someone picks up a book instead of, you know, sitting down watching Netflix Mm. for an hour, we'll have a win there. It's like, what what kind of stuff are you consuming? Like what I would say to people and, and the biggest tip I could possibly say to you is do something every day. I wouldn't even say that makes you feel uncomfortable, but makes day-to-day life a little easier. Like, like do you ever read Wim Hof or any of that kind of stuff? Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, it's the ice man, you know, so he, he does the cold water showers, cold water baths. I mean, jumping into a, a freezing cold shower at six or seven o'clock in the morning in the middle of January makes the rest of your day a little easier, no matter what way you look at it. Are people prepared to get up in the morning and jump in and have a two minute freezing cold shower? Because I'm telling you now, if you've done that every single day, you feel a hell of a lot better. You know, I'm so gonna be if honest, you do like, something, it, it's, that's tough though. I've tried that. It, it's, I'm, I'm going to level. I'm going I'm I'm to be the devil's advocate here. Yeah. I like, a, I like a hot shower. I like, I know what you're saying, but yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ, that, it's, that, it's, that particularly is tough. It's, it's very, very tough. That's an extreme example. I'm like, I, like I'm, I'm a man of my comforts to a, you know, like when I get wind down time, like I'm in a, a big nightgown and, you know, fluffy slipper, slippers on, like, you know, watching the TV with the fire yeah. blazing. Like that's the kind of person I am. Like, you know, even <laughs> a cheese board there as well with it. Like, <laughs> that's, you know? fancy, no? <laughs> that's the kind of way I operate. Like, well, maybe not the cheese board, like, but I'm a man of my comforts. Like, but I definitely think you need to include something in your day to day routine. Yeah. That's, makes you feel a little bit uncomfortable or is a little bit hard you know so like a training session meditation is a very difficult thing for people to do spend 30 minutes on your own in a room with no phone put on headphones and block out the sound and a bit of music and just sit there with your thoughts that's an extremely difficult thing that people cannot do it's extremely i struggled for a long time to do it myself and when i started practicing it i got very very good at it and now i realize how beneficial it is to me yeah. So I would say try and do something day to day, whether it's training session, home workout, meditation, ice bath, even cooking a good meal for yourself. Like, look, everyone wants to eat food that tastes good, donuts, crisps. I mean, Jesus, like I'm a massive fan of them myself. Like when I get to eat them, I eat them. Like I don't make any excuses about it. Like I, I go ham at it, like, you know, um, but you know, sometimes the most difficult thing is to make a fresh meal for yourself, make a fresh salad, cook from scratch. You know, something like that kind of slightly pushes you out of your comfort zone, makes you learn a new skill, and then everything else gets a little bit easier. Life isn't really meant to be that fair, but, you know, you kind of have to be prepared for the tough stuff when it comes down this path, like, and it's coming at us. Like, so what I would say to people is, like, on this lockdown, learn a new skill. Do something day-to-day that you're not really comfortable doing, but that's going to benefit you, like. 
in terms yeah, of books I, and stuff like that. Like I, I, I bought a Bob Proctor course recently. Like it cost me a good few bob rates, a 12 month course, but it's, it's been massive right. for me, my personal growth. Like, you know, so um, we've a lot of students signing up to the college in March and April. Um, and I'm saying to me, you're doing it at the right time. Like, because at some point COVID is going to end. The world will go back to normal. Who will you be when that time comes around? Like, what did you learn? Did you upskill? Did you benefit yourself? Did you, start a new business did you make a side hustle for yourself did you become fitter did you become stronger like you know were you happier like is your relationship with your mom better like these are all things we've a lot of time to do it now that i hope people are kind of thinking like that and making some sort of an effort or some improvements even little one percent like doesn't need to be crazy like yeah now when you say bob proctor course what, what's involved in that is that like just a personal development course or what is that? Yeah. Like it's, it's, um, it's a personal development course. Like, so I suppose it's, it's like, um, it's called think, thinking into results. Okay. So basically like you go to it, they show you kind of how to set a goal, how to almost like manifest it, how to get into the, the how, basically they go through how the, the conscious and subconscious mind works, you know? So we're all, we all kind of like, we're conscious beings. Like we've, you know, our, all our senses, you know, that absorb information, smells taste hearing visuals learning hearing you know so you've got all this information that you absorb repeatedly sinks into your subconscious mind and becomes a habit so if you want a different result you need to change your habits you need to change what you're consciously absorbing which then sits into becoming a subconscious pattern and then your body will act on that like because you you can't jump into a car and drive a car unless you believe you can do it Belief is coming as a subconscious program. It's something that you had to train yourself up consciously to do. It sank in and then became a subconscious thought. Like, you know, like when you brushed your teeth this morning, do you remember the routine you did? I certainly don't, but I know I've done it because my teeth are clean. Like, and I'd be the same going to bed. I don't particularly remember the routine or what way I do, but I know when I put the toothbrush in my hand, I'll just go at it the same way I do every single time. It's a routine, but it's a subconscious program. Breathing, walking, moving. These are all subconscious programs that yeah. are necessary for us to get around. But there's other ways of doing it as well in terms of getting results that you want. So I'm a firm believer of human potential. I believe like we can achieve amazing things if we apply ourselves to it. Like so one this course is it's um something that kind of makes getting A to B a little easier, like and gives you a better understanding of it. Like it's just pure personal development. You don't get a cert or anything at the end of it, but it's been phenomenal in, in terms of my own personal growth. Like and where do you see that benefit in you in life? Is, is it literally down to the business side or like one, one thing I, I think is interesting is, you know, when you have a guy as busy as you and you have so much going on mm. and you've, you know, you're probably, you know, you're juggling a lot of stuff at one time. Like at what point do you kind of sit down and say, all right, these are the things I want Josh to achieve outside of a business, outside of anything else, yeah. you know, where are the areas where you're focusing on yourself enough to say, look, whether it's a fitness goal, whether it's a mindset goal, whether it's writing your first book, whatever it might be, mm. like, do you have these little things in the background going, look, these are yeah. my things, and then those are the business things? 100%. Yeah, 100%. Like, um, a massive part of my business is, like, obviously, you know, my business has changed. Like, it's changing people's bodies first, um, and then minds, like, you know what I mean? So just making an impact on people in a positive way. Like, I think money's a byproduct of that. Like, money isn't, like, I think a lot of people do think I'm very money-obsessed, even though... I'd like to think I'm not like, I think money's a byproduct of bringing value to the world. The question I asked myself was how much value can I bring to the world? So I, I have a big master plan in my own head as to what I need to do. And everything's kind of, you know, it's, it's, it's getting there. Like it's, it's, it's yeah. progressing quite nicely. Like there's obviously speed bumps, like, but you know, you, you have to get over them. That life throws mad stuff at you. Like, but I do have a lot of stuff in the background, like um, that I, that I do that make me very happy. I, I'm probably the happiest I've ever been in my life like i'm the busiest but the happiest i have the best relationships that i've ever had with people i've cut out a lot um i've removed a lot of people from my life that weren't benefiting me or that i just kind of started to see through and just felt kind of weren't benefiting me weren't making me happier weren't making me feel more in love you know weren't encouraging me like you know if anything kind of holding me back like so i've removed a lot of stuff out of my life i've stripped a lot back um i do find like i'm i am getting busier like um businesses are booming and they're growing thankfully you know i have a good supporting family and community around me but i am as josh i'm stripping back like yeah you know there's there's less kind of shackles like there's less kind of yeah i have a lot to think about like but that's purely work related like but in terms of my life like i'm in a unbelievable relationship like i have the best relationship i've ever had you know with a girl like you know so we're lockdown here the last 12 months and it's it's amazing like you know what i mean it's just 
best friend for life kind of thing like you know so yeah. it's, it's good to have that and, and to have found that like you know because again like you relationships you know a lot of people you try you fail at them like if you don't pick up the lessons from them you learn nothing new like you know so thankfully i took lessons from them and i'm in a very very good place in a relationship wise family wise everyone's good and healthy again it's not ideal my dad's self-employed my mom's working on the front line but we have each other like you know what i mean so yeah I definitely feel like I'm becoming more raw and authentic, like, you know, and I think people that are close to me can kind of see I'm, I'm going back to that. Like, you know, I, I've worked really hard on myself um, in certain aspects. Like I've worked really hard to bring kind of a, my younger ego back into my personal life, you know, in certain areas of it. And then in other areas, I'm really, really stripping back and becoming really kind of raw and honest about things. Like, I, I think that's a smart thing to do, though. I feel like, you know, mm. prioritizing yourself. And I suppose what you said there was interesting about, you know, cutting certain people out of your life and it is something that comes up quite often through the podcast and various people have talked about it but now the past few months have been a time where you kind of realize what people actually kind of matter to you and it's, it's, it's not to put a you know a financial value on someone or a, an emotional value on someone but you know when you're allowed to only see one or two people in the space of two weeks or you're allowed to see someone once a month or you haven't seen someone for two months and suddenly you're going to see the people that matter to you of, oh, who do I actually want to spend time with? Who have I missed? Who have I been able to keep up with over this time? And suddenly that value of them changes and you're able to kind of go, okay, what parts of my life were actually mistaken because I was out in a session with those people every week. But now that there's mm-hmm. no session, suddenly there's, there's not that much in common. Suddenly that common exactly. ground of, you know, just going drinking or drugs or whatever it might be, they're non-existent mm-hmm. and you're saying, are they are they aligned the same way I am? Have they spent the last few months actually trying to do something for themselves or are they wallowing and i suppose down the youtube rabbit hole telling you exactly mm-hmm. everything you're doing wrong in your life it's, uh, it's a good it, time like, for yeah, that yeah 100 percent. it is like yeah you, you do find a lot of that like i mean it, a, a big thing especially like you were saying people going on the rabbit hole telling you what you shouldn't you know what you're doing wrong and right like i like i, I try and avoid that like i try and avoid those people like you know some people teach yeah. to make you learn and some people teach to show off like and that's it's a very kind of common thing that you find in, in the Instagram world or even amongst friends. Like, so thankfully I've removed a lot of that, like a lot of that shit out of my life, like, which I'm, it's only benefited me. Like, I mean, it, it could be hard to see from the outside world, but I really am. I'm flourishing a lot lately. Like, even though it's, it's a yeah. uh, lockdown and, and thing, I am a happier person. I'm, I'm more relaxed. I'm, I'm calmer. Things are flowing a lot easier for me. Like, you know, so I definitely think that like, it goes back to who you hang around with who you spend your time with. If you hang around people that are eating takeaways every night, there's a good chance you're going to start eating takeaways. Like if you hang around people that are running marathons, a good chance you're going to take up running. Like same with, yeah. you know, if you hang around with a wealthy circle, your financial literacy will improve. You might start a business, you know, if you hang around with happy people, there's a good chance that the sad person that you were will become a happier person and start looking at optimistic things. Like, you know, so your circle is vital, vitally important. Like, and I've got a very, I've got a phenomenal circle of friends around me. Like I've got a, like a very decent sized group with good people, like, you know, that I trust and love, you know, and, and would do anything for like, you know, and I know yeah. they do the same for me. Like, so it's, it's kind of like, it's, it's good to have realized it all before the age of 30. Like, you know, I do feel like I'm in a good place right now. Like, and I'm thankful for it. Like, that's good. It's funny you speak of friends because obviously uh, we, we did put up the question box and one of your good friends got in contact with me with a very interesting question for you. And I had to had to share it oh, really. Jesus Christ. Uh, so Turkey, <laughs> Tur- Turkey Hall got in contact and uh, <laughs> oh, wants I to know what, that man, <laughs> what is your favorite car park to do a photo shoot in? Which uh, I, I thought was a fair estimation. I mean, you have taken pictures uh, in front of your car in many a car park. Uh, so uh, what is your favorite chat to make ah, things a bit geez. more lighthearted? nice one turkey <laughs> i was only arguing him last night about the man night match like you know me, me and him <laughs> we're, we're best friends since we're knee high to a grasshopper like but we, we have it out with each other especially in the footballing world <laughs> but uh i think the man point car park's a tidy one like is that, is that underneath, underneath starbucks, Star- like, starbucks yeah yeah yeah, yeah. there's a few oh, nice little uh <laughs> spots there for a shot like <laughs> you have sure to have a good cameraman the remember, are like... sitting there watching you just going what is this what oh is yeah this they nearly know my name now at this stage <laughs> oh, uh, but uh look we will jump into a few questions here before we we kind of finish up um outside of that one of the interesting ones that came up and we've kind of covered a lot of the stuff people asked anyway throughout the episode mm. which is great obviously but uh we actually touched on this the last time and we lost it unfortunately mm. but someone wanted to know what your thoughts are on psychedelics and would you ever try it? Um, geez, it's a it's a difficult one to 
to answer like I've, I've done a lot of um research on them i've looked into it i've gone down the rabbit holes of youtube and i, I know like you look back at ancient cultures they they've studied a lot of it like you know um a lot of the plant medicines i know in the peruvian rainforest and stuff they still use a lot of them um yeah. like I, I definitely think there's a big difference between psychedelics and drugs to a degree. Like, That's you know, fair. like I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mix up. Um, and, and a huge learning curve for me was, you know, watching Joe Rogan. I remember him speaking about it. He was saying he, he was in alcohol speed, cocaine, all these things, you know, that were like accelerants, like, you know, made him berserk, you know, like pushed him in the wrong direction, you know, fed the ego, made him try out more crazy stuff. Like, you know, so yeah. I, I definitely think like those man-made drugs are different to plants for want of a better word. And it's not because I'm a plant, <laughs> plant-based person. Um, <laughs> like, again, I'm sure that they, they have benefits. Um, I'm sure they can drive people absolutely crazy as well. Like, I mean, alcohol is perfectly legal and look what that does to people. Yeah. Like, look, I enjoy a few drinks myself, like, but Look what it does to the liver, car crashes, domestic violence. Um, you look a lot of the world is legalizing cannabis right now. Crime rates have dropped in certain parts. Um, you look at Canada, for example, different parts of America. Um, you, you kind of wonder what the, the whole agenda is of, you know, certain, like say cannabis, for example. Like, I mean, you can abuse norfin and you could be inside in hospital, you know, looking for a, a kidney or, or liver transplant from abusing norfin. Like, you know, so again, like it's down to personal responsibility, you know, and, and you kind of have to know what you're getting into at the same time. Like, yeah, but you, I, you'd I wonder definitely is, think is the way people use it is kind of the key factor there. And I think like yeah. the, the one, like personally, it's not part of my life, but like what I say, mm. it shouldn't be part of certain people's life or it wouldn't benefit certain people. I'd imagine it would to a certain extent. Like mm. if you give a man a butter knife, there's, there's a certain fellow who's just going to go butter some bread. But there's also yeah. people who go out in the street and try to kill people with it. Exactly. And, you know, it, exactly. it's all down to how you're using a tool, what your mm. aim for using that tool is. And, you know, yeah. what the overall global impact of that is going to be is another story. But, I mean, if someone is yeah. considering taking that sort of thing, obviously, like, these things aren't legal. We can't exactly condone them. But, you know, do yeah, your exactly, research yeah. and yeah. actually, mm. you know, be sure that you know what you're getting into. Because, you know, I'm sure you could have a fella giving you a cup of black muck and calling it psilocybin. But, like... yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. there's a certain level of you you might not be getting exactly what you think you're getting 100 percent. like i mean this is it like you you have to have the responsibility and you have to do your research anytime you're you're doing anything like that like you know you, you need to do your research and you have to know where it's coming from and you have to be smart like again we can't you know promote it like obviously but like i'm sure it does have benefits i mean you look at the the benefits of cbd on on cancer cells and stuff like that like it's all this new research is starting to come out um about it and people are kind of looking at it a lot more um yeah. Which, which is kind of mad because, you know, like, again, it's like, you look at cannabis, it's been around for since the dawn of mankind and we still don't know enough about it. Like, do you know, but yes, they can do quite a quick turnaround when it comes to farmer based drugs or, or things like that. They can do quite a quick turnaround. So you kind of, you kind of question like, what, what is it? Is there properties in it that, you know, can have a positive effect on people that they kind of are staying away from? It's, it's a, it's a difficult one to answer, like, you know, but I definitely don't think cannabis if it's used in the correct manner is anywhere near as dangerous as alcohol. Like, and I think a lot of people yeah. that would, would, would look at it, would, would agree. Like, you know, I think you couldn't have said that five years ago, you know, definitely but I, I definitely think like if, if people want to look at drugs, look at drink as well. Like, you know, look at alcohol. Look, I, I drank drink Christmas. I, I'm no, I'm not being a hypocrite. Like, but it, it does, it can, it can do crazy stuff to you. Like, and that, that's alcohol we're talking about, which is perfectly legal. Like, you know, yeah, I think it's funny because obviously we, we weren't alive when those decisions were made, you know, to, le to yeah. make those things illegal. But like, it's a bit of a coin flip in a sense, you know, like think about the stuff, you know, whether it's governments or whether it's overall people backed and didn't back, you know, you have something like cannabis, which to a certain extent has a lot of health benefits to certain people, you know, people with epilepsy, people with, you know, different kinds of, I suppose, painful conditions, autoimmune conditions, there's all these mm. things going on. But the government did a, a coin flip globally, all, all governments did, and they picked cigarettes. And so you're saying, yeah. okay, so you have, and look, look what's happening now. You have this thing that you can't take it out of the ecosystem. There's nothing good mm -hmm. from it. I mean, outside of the fact that someone's able to zen out in their shit office job and say, oh, I hate my life a little less when I stand outside for five minutes and have a fag. Like, that's great. Fair enough. If that's mm. impacting your life for the positive. But like, what if the coin flipped the other way? What if they landed on, let's make that illegal? Would you have a load of people smuggling fags around the place and trying to, you know, trying to get that in a 
whatever your local alley yeah, you know whatever it's, it's it might a very be interesting it's point. like it's, yeah it is it, like again it's a very it's a very very interesting point like it like is this you want what you can't have like like it, it's actually, no, like, actually similar in the in the food industry though and it, it's one of the ones i'm finding really interesting you know I, I was listening to a podcast this morning and there was a, a fella talking about um like the way obviously like mcdonald's and all these companies are able to function and able to give you a one euro burger because it's all subsidized mm. by the government so the growing of the wheat the growing of the vegetable oils the growing of all these things is subsidized mm. by the governments in america and ireland everywhere and they're able to put them out quite cheap but what if at that time when they were deciding, look, what we're going to subsidize, what's going to benefit people? What if they actually backed healthy farming, healthy fruit and vegetables, like even Mm. something as simple as avocados. Imagine if you could get an avocado as cheap as you can get 20 McNuggets. Like, is it it going to, and I mean like volume wise, so get a significant Mm. portion of avocados for that same amount of nuggets. Mm. Like, you know, it's the case of you have people paying so much extra for the things that are going to make them healthy versus people who are literally getting discounted rates like look look what happened in the uk is probably the biggest example of this like so they had eat out to help out did you did you hear about that campaign no no so basically the government said look we're going to give you a nando's for three quid we're going to give you a mcdonald's for four quid if you eat out in a restaurant we'll subsidize i don't know, was it 60 70 percent of that meal and the idea was they wanted to boost up the economy before christmas and at that very same Jeez. time that the uk government basically encouraged the entire nation go out and eat takeaways and try fluff up essentially everything in terms of you know the economy and everything along those side of things and i think those are people with businesses and it's good to support them and i have no issues with that they also launched their biggest ever anti-obesity campaign i mean talk about having two different sides of the coin like it's it's literally like i feel like they can't make their minds up but i think Mm -hmm. one is one is a pr stunt of saying oh we care we want everyone to do well and i think the other side is you know what's important it's probably the money but like people are suffering because of these decisions you know there's probably people who are up three or four stone because they live in the uk and they went and had 10 nandos over the space two three weeks you know yeah 100 i mean like it it, again it's it like that's a very good point you made there like it's it's something that i think about as well a lot like you know especially when the last lockdown again there was a bit of a fight being put up uh from the gym industry obviously i'm heavily involved in it um as to should gyms close for mental health I personally don't think they should have closed. I think like when you look at the stats and look at the, well, definitely the way we operate in our business, everything's cleansed, you know, distancing. It's, it's safe as houses, like, you know, um, as, as much as it could be like, you know, but yeah. in terms of like looking at the, the, the contamination of COVID in, in the gym facilities, it's, it's quite low, like, you know, so the question I was always kind of thinking was like, Jesus, you know, they, they can close the gyms, but they can keep fast food and they can keep off licenses open. Is this really about our health? You know, so it, it, it's kind of like it goes back to the point you made there about the the thing in England. Like it's it's kind of like you're kind of saying, what's the what's the agenda? Like, what's the, the purpose of it? Like, I mean, look at the effect that COVID has on people with type two diabetes. It's literally wiping them out. Like, yeah, you know, people with obesity, it's literally wiping them out. Like, you know, so that is the strange have, part of it, though. Like yeah, I've, I've heard people say it, like as in a lot of, you know, doctors and stuff like that. And like not that doctors have overall the greatest nutritional side of things you know that they're more on the health side but like the one thing i will say that's very interesting is say if if the side of the community that's being impacted most is the people that are overweight the people that have type 2 diabetes the people who have pre-existing conditions who need to look after Mm. themselves be that self-inflicted or otherwise why would you encourage the stuff that's going to push them further into that versus give them stuff that's going to take them out of it like if you if you told a person look you have six weeks now like you have a lot of people bunkered down now waiting for a vaccine and that vaccine is going to come to your age group eventually and you're going to get the option to take it but the thing is how much is your body going to respond to that if your body's in an unhealthy state like the science proves that if you're someone who is in a massively unhealthy state you're not going to take in the positive effects of that vaccine the same way someone who's optimally fueled will be so if you have someone yeah. who's a very healthy person and they take that vaccine and that we're talking a vaccine that's you know i don't know what the side effects are going to be but say let's just say there's not so you have one person they're probably going to get the complete benefit of that and they're going to be completely safe from getting something like covid19 versus mm. you have someone who's massively unhealthy their insides are rotten they're spending their whole time eating takeaways and shit that's not going to fix all your problems. Like you're not suddenly going to go out and feel a lot better. Your risk of COVID might be slightly reduced, but they've actually shown that a lot of people, if they're not in a healthy state Mm. can still get it. And that's worrying that suddenly we're, we're we're spending now in March without a gym, 
without anywhere to, I suppose, do like that formal side of exercise. Obviously, we can go out for a walk. We can buy some equipment and do some stuff at home. But it's people don't have the ease of access to choose to do that. And so what are we going to have in March? Are we going to have a lot of unhealthy people sitting waiting for a vaccine, Mm. praying that they can come out of their bubble 10 stone heavier? Like it's really worrying. And that's the state of the world that we're living in. 100% 100% I, I do feel a lot of that like it comes down to the leaders of our nation as well you know with the greatest respect I mean they have a big input as to what we immediately see and what we don't see you know and I think they could be a lot they, they could you know draw a line and, and kind of do a bit better when it comes to that kind of stuff like because like you said there that's a very very valid point like it's actually insanely valid you know in, in terms of like there are people that are going to come out of this a lot more unhealthy you know waiting to get vaccinated and could still potentially suffer as a result of it. Like, you know what I mean? It's a very I mean, easy like, thing look, to do, man. I mean, I exactly. did it lockdown one. Like, I'm, I'm going to call yeah, a spade yeah. a spade here. We, we all did. Like, in, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in good, good enough, Nick. I wasn't in the worst condition of my life in terms of fitness when it came to lockdown started. By the time the summer came around, by the time that May hit, I was probably at nearly the heaviest weight I'd ever been in. I, did, I hadn't mm. trained in two months. I hadn't done a tap. I sat on the couch. I ate food. I drank when I'm someone who doesn't give a shit about drinking. Yeah, yeah. And I did I, 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 look. I, I was the same. And like from someone that's heavily involved in the fitness industry, I think lockdown, the first one, it felt like it was Christmas Eve every night of the week. Yeah. You know, you're sitting down watching Netflix, you're getting a takeaway, you're eating bag crisps, a couple of cans or whatever. Not like I, I don't drink alcohol crazy, you know, but I was drinking a little more than I normally would. My normal is quite low, but, you know, I found like I was slipping into that and I was like, Jesus, this is insane. Like I have a lot of self-control at the same time as well. Like, you know. Yeah. So, like hopefully, now, like, you know, people just need to start pumping out the right message. Like, you know, and, and look, look how well you look now. Like, you know what I mean? You really turn things around for yourself and you know, you're not going to be in that position like in a couple of months time. Like, but that's it. But I mean, it, it's easy for people yeah. to slip into. And I suppose it, it comes down of to course, what you were saying okay. earlier is I just, what I would hope for any listeners of this podcast is that they're sitting down and they're just identifying what are some areas I can improve? What are some yeah. things that are going to actually take a positive effect on my life if i mm. make these small changes in the next few weeks so we're doing feck exactly. all with ourselves other than that like i mean nothing like it yeah i, I now i now was looking at when am i going to schedule this yourself. podcast i had all the time in the world and sorry go on now is the best yeah, time like, to... it, now now is the best time to be thinking about this like and you know educating yeah. yourself or kind of saying you know what i'm going to make a change like the change starts with the next meal you have it doesn't start monday like it starts with the next thing you choose consciously to put into your mouth When's the next yeah. time you're going to make yourself uncomfortable by like going for a 5k run or doing an online workout or hitting a few burpees on the floor? Like nobody wants to do that. We'd all love to be ripped to death, live till we're 90 and be super fit. But like, unless you put in the effort that becomes unachievable, like, you know, like yeah. it, it, it's, it is, it's, it's difficult for people. I can see how easy people fall into it. Like you can't blame anybody at the same time. Like, you know, um, but I think it's it's up to like so what's there to keep pumping out the right message. Like, you know, even this podcast, hopefully, like you're saying, the listeners get the right message and and decide to make a change. Even if it's just one person, you know, that one person could could you know benefit hugely from it. Like yeah, I think that makes a difference. Now look, man, we'll finish on this topic. It came into your inbox. Risk take. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll make things odd hopefully a bit brighter compared to all the all the covid talk and the health talk and everything else yeah, yeah. so what what's your actual thoughts on this in terms of like taking risks in your own life what people should mm. do in terms of now obviously like we're, we're talking risks like maybe taking a bet on yourself rather than you know walking across a tight rope between two buildings you know there's yeah. certain differences but i mean of in terms of general life risk taking what were your mm. thoughts on it when someone hit hit you up with that um risk taking I suppose like if you don't take the risk there is no reward like I think the risk for people like that I've kind of broke down to and I found throughout the years is like if you're willing to try something like there's a good chance you're going to fail at it yeah is is the loss in failing or is it people's opinions about you failing because look I went through the stages where like people always ask me how did you do it like you like people forget like i went through stage there were like people were slaying the back off you laughing at you you know they'd be kind of laughing at you across the bar when you go out on christmas and making jokes and saying who do you think you are i don't get it as much anymore like you know what i mean i actually embrace it i don't I, to be fair i don't i don't get it at all at all anymore like and, and anytime i ever did i'd actually embrace it i'd laugh and i kind of say people aren't hating on you like you know what else are they talking about? Like, so like you, you do like, you have to be willing to take the risk because ultimately a risk is going to like multiply your chances of failure massively. 
how do you approach failure? You know, that's the question you have to ask yourself. Like, is it like you yeah. know, making a fuck up, learning from it and starting again? Or is it like making a fuck up, people are laughing at you and being embarrassed about it and, and going back into your mom's house? Like, you know what I mean? It, it's like you have to you have to decide and decide to really, really go for it. Like, if I'm going to attack this, the, the, like, you know, the plan A might work. There's a plan B. There's 26 letters in the alphabet if you want to look at it like that. By C or D, you're probably going to make a fortune for yourself and people won't laugh as much anymore. Like, so what are you going to do with the rest of it? Like, you know what I, I mean? Think, I think it's a big factor in it though. But as well, like, is, is it a failure if you've actually tried it something, if you've actually, like, it's all about your mindset and the way you frame things. And I feel like the way 100%. people frame things in their lives, sometimes they're more worried about the effects of someone down the road who's going to, you know, laugh at them for starting a business compared to that person when they see them miserable in their job five days a week yeah. and they're hating their life yeah like that person isn't going to say shit if you're in a very safe secure job yeah. uh, that's great but if you go off and you unfortunately decide look i need my life to end now and i'm only in my early 40s because i'm miserable mm. what's the bigger crime there what's the bigger failure is 100%. it not betting on yourself and taking a chance or is it that and i feel like everyone knows that it, it is the case that you should take that risk or you should exactly. at least make the steps to make, make it even yeah. less risky you know maybe do 100%. a few courses maybe upskill yourself to the point of you're fully confident that you're able to take that leap but people don't even want to take those steps because they feel no. like i'm going to get dejected and knocked back if i do something wrong exactly or if someone like, sees mean, me do something wrong exactly like it goes back to your habits like i mean if, if you change your habits to you know swapping netflix for a book every night you're going to learn a hell of a lot like you know what i mean those habits ultimately strengthen the mindset like they make you more productive they kind of make the risk seem a little less change your approach to failure and then ultimately you get a different result there's like you said a while ago safe you know what i mean there's people out there they have very very safe jobs there's absolutely nothing wrong with having a safe job as well like once you're kind to people and you're happy do whatever you want you know what i'm saying if you're living on the side of the street and you want to stay there and you're happy and you treat people with a smile and you're kind to people do you know i'm I'm not going to judge anybody like i'm not going to judge anybody that's safe i took the unsafe route because it it it's what gets me going like you know what i mean i want the rewards like i'm not afraid to say it either like i do i want the rewards and i understand that there's there was risk like there were smaller risks then as you start expanding there's bigger risks and bigger risks and bigger risks and then the bigger the risk the greater the reward like like yeah. i actually I, I remember there was an incident i'd say maybe two years ago there was a young fella on instagram nice dude um and he put up a video of this guy really overweight guy running in the park really overweight you know ha 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 and I actually wrote to him and I said, like, have you any idea, like, what message you're putting out there? Like, that guy who's overweight running and you're all having a laugh and joke about it, he's, la- he's lapping everybody that's sitting on the couch, like, you know what I mean? And I, I'd unfollowed him straight away after. I was like, geez, you need to take a good look at yourself, like, you know? Someone that's trying, like, yeah, like, you know, you're, you're laughing then, but then if that fella had a, an A-pack and, you know, he's doing a photo shoot and he's selling plans, you'd be the first one to buy it then, like. I'm a massive believer in human potential. I think human beings have a phenomenal amount of potential. There's a blueprint out there for whatever you want to tackle or whatever you want to attack. Go learn it. Read the books by the guys that done it, like, and go do it, like, you know. But um, the greater the risk, the greater the reward, like, and you don't get the reward unless you take the risk. So for anyone out there that is, is in that frame of mind, you know, drop me a message. You know, I'm always open to help people. I've been there myself. I like helping people break through that barrier as well. I know how good it feels, you know, to to do it like you know so it's worth the shot it's worth the risk i feel like that that's a nice high point to leave this podcast on man what do you think i feel 100%. like nah, i'm not gonna it. do the usual people know where to find you it's the case most of the people yeah. coming here to listen to this are going to know anyway so we won't drop any social yeah. media but look josh it's been an absolute pleasure yeah. great to have a catch up pleasure thanks so much for coming man. on we'll do it again so shane take it easy man cheers